Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, call me. My main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey! This is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Hey, and welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and today I have a new co-host joining us. His name is Diego. Diego's been a friend of mine for about 20 years at this point, so it's been a long time that I've known him, and he's never watched The Clone Wars before, so him and I are going to be going through Star Wars The Clone Wars in chronological order, starting today, and uh, we're going to be starting with the top three things on the list. Uh, That would be Cat and Mouse, Hidden Enemy, and the theatrical 2008 release that kickstarted the show and uh, that was the only thing that he actually watched was the 2008 release so I'm looking forward to having him just see the show as a whole I recently convinced him to do this because when he first saw that 2008 release he wasn't too impressed and and never bothered watching the show sadly so uh, you know he he never got to see the end result and I recently convinced him to do it so uh, he's agreed to do so and join us on the escape pod to chat about it and speculate and discuss so uh, thank you, Diego, for, for joining us on that. And uh, I'm looking forward to having him join us for many episodes going forward uh, as we go down the list in chronological order, just talking about uh, all the episode arcs as they go by. So today we're uh, watching Cat and Mouse, Hidden Enemy, and uh, the theatrical release. And uh, that's about it. So uh, let's, let's get down and meet Diego and, uh, and chat about those episodes. landing not bad yourself how are you doing not too bad thank you so awesome yeah thanks for grabbing us the table yeah no problem yeah our listener uh, well the audience is not really uh i guess the crew i should call them of the escape pod have have not had the pleasure of meeting you before so uh tell us a little bit about yourself all right well uh for starters my name is diego a good friend of josh for a long time also a big star wars fan and joining in on the podcast and yeah all right what, what what did you start with for me i started with uh the originals so four five six and then I, I i watched the the prequels um but like when i started it was very uh i was very biased in my opinion because when i first started i like i saw the originals and i thought oh wow these are great and then I watched the prequels and initially I was like, yeah, these are awesome, but they're not the same. But then they kind of grew on me. And now where I stand is like the, the, the six under Lucas is like the bee's knees for me. Yeah. Uh, as far as Star Wars goes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, we have. I mean, it was around, uh, it was 2001. Yeah. So almost, almost 20 years. Yeah. So that's a long time. Yeah. It's a pretty long time. Yeah. But we bonded over 
the release of episode three. Like yes. that was yes. that was the biggest thing at the time. Like yeah. When episode three came out, there was the books. There was so much Lego coming out. Yeah. It was the first year that they did the replica lightsabers. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of there was a lot of Star Wars going on. Yeah, I remember w- when that movie came out. We both had our our Anakin uh, episode three uh, replica lightsabers, and we used to deal with them. And oh yeah, you know backyard videos. Backyard videos, and then you know what over 12 years later or something like that now we have uh we still have lightsabers but both ours are completely like trashed yeah so now we have like we have the master sabers we got we got the ones for pros the dueling sabers we we have actual (laughs) sabers now and we still duel and we still make videos and stuff so ultra sabers for the win ultra sabers for the win yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, so well uh i remember at my 13th birthday party or 12 it was either 12 or 13 birthday it was one of the two yeah um we had gone to the opening weekend of star wars the clone wars the theatrical release i guess um and uh you were not the biggest fan no i hated it yeah i hated it like i'll be like i won't even shy away from it man like back then like i was not down with like an animated star wars like yeah which is fair yeah well, I, but you did like the the game that was based on the 2d star wars clone wars there was that cartoon network site which had the 2d star wars clone wars dueling game and i, for, I forget what it's called now but it's been cached and if you, like if you look online for website caches you can you can find like a uh, record of them but but they're almost like reference nowhere today was it the one where you're you play as kit fisto and yeah, you're, you're yeah, in the you water had, you had adventurous yeah and kit fisto. yeah 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 okay yeah. yeah i was addicted to that game like, yeah. That, yeah yeah i remember <laughs> yeah that. so yeah. that was the 2d clone wars uh micro series is what they're called yeah these days so that's not canon anymore that's yeah. that's uh expanded universe star wars legends material but um, it was it was that that kind of inspired the creation for the 3D show. So when we went and saw the 3D show that we came out of that movie, uh, I, it both I think you and I both thought that uh, there wasn't that that was it. Like that was supposed to be the whole like between episodes two and three. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea back then that there was supposed to be a TV show that followed that movie. Mm-hmm. Like did you know about that? No, I had no idea. Man. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So I guess the news just hadn't reached our, our ears yet. You know? Yeah. But but uh, it was it was actually Luke that filled me in about that. He said like oh no there's a there's going to be an animated show premiering on CTV which is what we had here in Canada or Cartoon Network if you had that yeah on a package or whatever yeah. So, um, so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like, so there's going to be a, a TV show that follows up the animated film. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, like later on, on when it premiered at, on CTV, at, at least here in BC, that I started watching the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's, there's like way more to the story. And after a few episodes, they actually stopped showing it on, on CTV. And I think it became like a Cartoon Network exclusive. But uh, did you ever watch the show when it was on? Uh, no, the, I'm not when it was like actually on, on air, but the few episodes I've seen would have been with you. So yeah. like the, yeah, as far as the Clone Wars, the show goes, like you haven't seen it. I, I've shown, I've shown much. you some clips here and there, but not here like, there. not yeah. like full episodes. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing past a, a five minute clip. Well, what are we going to do today? <laughs> uh, we're going to watch some Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. Episodes. We're going to go through chronologically top to bottom over like however long it takes us to do it um but i i guess one of the one of the reasons why i think you're good with it now 
is because you, you're aware of the fact that this is one of the last things that George Lucas ever did with Star Wars. Yes. So what you want to do is explore his last stories to the franchise before the Disney era of Star Wars. Yeah, before Disney took over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like I was saying, like back, back then, like I remember coming out of the movie theater, like I hated it. But now, uh, you know, since it's like the fi- the last touch really that Lucas had with Star Wars, like it, it that's what's keeping me interested. And I'm much more open to it now uh, yeah. versus, you know, a 13 year old version of me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. So All right, let's cool. do this. Okay, so we just watched episode, well, chronologically, episode one, Cat and Mouse, and then we watched episode two, uh, Hidden Enemy, and in Cat and Mouse, Anakin has to act as delivery boy to uh, use this prototype shuttle, which has a cloak device on it, and the, the ship just, you know, appears invisible to, to the naked eye. And he has to take supplies down to Christophesis, where Bail Organa has set up a almost like a like a uh, an, a refugee, well, an, like almost like an aid center, almost. Yeah, not for refugees. It, it's more like he does have like a military outpost there, but uh, it's more just like Anakin is providing relief aid to Bail Organa and the troops there and uh, also for people in the city because there's like a city of people that like this war is happening around and uh, there's a blockade around Christophsis and all that so yeah it's been like 10 years since you watched the movie that launched the show so uh, what what did you think after just watching that initial episode Cat and Mouse? I think that like 10 or so years after like definitely a uh, different point of view like for me i remember watching coming out of that movie i hated it you know i I did not like it but with watching this and knowingly that okay this is you know luke's last like hurrah kind of thing and then you kind of compare it to disney for me it's like okay i can i can totally get behind it because i just in the few episodes you can see okay this is really you know his last uh his last touch you can really sense okay this you know lucas was very involved in this and it has that lucas touch that we talked about and yeah i think 10 years after for definitely like uh more of an open mind and yeah yeah Yeah. definitely like it yeah 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 Yeah. it's it's uh it's it's a hard one to kind of like i don't know it's a hard thing to kind of place when you haven't seen the show before and now you're now you're going back into it and well if you haven't seen the show before and you're jumping in for the first time and and it's like oh this show is not what i expected it to be like there was there's so much hype for this like Mm -hmm. you know what the heck is this kind of thing right right it it doesn't exactly start off strong like there's there's a lot of cool like deep lucas references in the show but uh at least to to begin with and you can kind of see his style of storytelling there but uh you can't really get into it from from the get-go like any like most tv shows it's hard to just like 
get on board from the beginning. Right? It has to build up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless it's like a, a masterfully done series, like uh, you know, like Game of Thrones with the boys, or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Something that Breaking something Bad that, or something. Yeah, something yeah. that like yeah. from the get go is just like okay, like, you're you're hooked in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah. definitely not a show like that. It's a show that takes a bit to get going, but once it gets going, it's like it's like hey, this is like this is really something good, and that's something I'm looking forward to you to like experiencing. But definitely, um, but. You know, from from like a perspective of somebody who has seen the show before in that theatrical release version on the big screen, and then you know didn't like it at all, and because uh, because you know you love the live action movies, and then it's like you see this cartoon, it's like what the heck is this? Like yeah. you know, this is Star Wars on cartoon, like not for me. You know, it's yeah. a it's a hard one to to place at first, but uh, aside from the two D Clone Wars series which you had before which is called the micro series, which is like expanded universe stuff, um, you know, in Canon, like this new 3d animated show was like, like kind of a first for a lot of people to see star Wars in, in animation. Cause I think the last time they had an animated show for star Wars was back in the eighties. I think it was like the, the Ewoks like cartoon or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the droids cartoon. I don't know. Have you seen like toys or comics? About I've that? seen like snippets of both, but like not not like really gone into it kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a uh, it was. I don't know how long it lived for. Maybe like a couple of years. It was like three years or something like that. But uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't overly popular. But you know, if you walk into an antique store, sometimes you get you know the the the, the kids books or something on the shelf like dusty and mm. you know. Nobody cares about that stuff anymore. It's kind of like the holiday special, but even less known. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I never actually watched those myself. But, uh, yeah, this, this like, um, I don't know if you, if you, like, noticed, but there's, like, a very high amount of effects and models and everything. Like, it's a very high-budget show. Definitely. Yeah. Could you, like, feel that now, like, mm. watching it, like, 10 yeah. years later since, since the, or 11 years, 11 years later now yeah. since the first time you saw the Clone Wars on the big screen, like, like, can you uh, kind of, uh, like, what kind of new appreciation do you have for it? I can definitely see that it's, it wasn't like a, you know, like, um, it's obviously not low budget, but you can see that there was a lot of, a lot of time and effort put into it and very much so, like, as far as, like, effects and animation goes, like, it's pretty high dollar, like, Mm -hmm. and this is 11 years ago, right? So, pretty good then. Imagine if, imagine if they were doing something with it nowadays, like how much better it could potentially be. Yeah. This is really good as as it was back then. But I can only imagine what they could do nowadays. Yeah. It's just sad that Disney has taken over and they're, you know, that's a different discussion. You're not a fan of Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I don't know if you if you heard last week's episode, but I actually recorded a, uh, a little thing about Bob Iger's book that he wrote recently. He, he kind of unveiled about well, not unveiled. It's it was out there before the news, but uh, he talked about George's disappointment with with the sequel trilogy and and the plans going forward and stuff, and uh, how he was hurt about uh, he felt betrayed almost when he when he sold the company. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a whole thing about that um, <clears throat> where I explained, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's fair to say that he's been hurt. I don't think it's fair that. Uh, to say that he was betrayed because uh, he, you know, he did sell the company. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's not his anymore. Yeah, it's not his yeah. anymore, and and that's the thing. Like, like, like George wasn't going to sell the company, uh, like unless 
the 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 buyer was was free to do with the uh what they wanted with the license you know like like you don't you don't buy someone's i I use this analogy in in the episode but you don't buy someone's car with them saying like okay cool thanks for the money now you can only drive it to the store and you can only drive it to work have fun you know uh at at least for like the next three years and then and then you're good to go yeah yeah exactly that's that's just what it's like to say so it's like it's totally fair to say that disney was in the right mind uh of, of doing what they wanted with what they bought, but they got it, they went about it really weird. They like they went about it very very uh, badly. Like they didn't inform George before the 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 meeting mm-hmm. that happened that explained what they were gonna do with episode seven through nine and uh, or at least through episode seven. And uh, and then he, in the meeting, like George was like, "Hey, these are none of my ideas. Like, what the heck is going on here? Like, I just wrote treatments for episode seven, eight, nine, and sold them with the company." you know, to, to Disney. Yeah. And, and now here we are, uh, you know, with what we got, which is the force awakens and the last Jedi. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, like, I don't like to say, uh, I told you so to, you know, to, uh, I guess all the fans who at the time, you know, put a lot of discrepancy on George Lucas and thought it was the best thing that Disney went forward with, moving away from his ideas because it was news back then when they when they uh let go of michael arntz as a writer on the force awakens and mm. and uh, just in general i think things that george re- revealed in interviews like it was news back then that they were moving away from george's ideas uh so yeah it, it's just it's just one of those things you know mm. um but uh anyway i love george lucas and uh you know it's like uh, i know a lot of fans out there like love the force Awakens, the last jedi it's not that i hate those movies it's just uh, oh, i do it's I, just I uh, <laughs> oh you, you don't like them i don't like them <laughs> you don't like them like no. like it's it's star wars to me and whatever star wars is as star wars goes like yeah it's just i just accept it you know yeah like, it's I, I, I just i just it hurts me more to think that i've just missed out on George's versions of those stories, yeah. I would have loved to have seen yeah. those. Like, I would have loved to have seen those. And yeah. uh, I think that's what really bothers me. It's it, it's not that The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens are bad movies. It's just, uh, is like, they're, you know, they're quite well-made movies. It's just, I, I just don't connect with them very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't think that they connect with the existing saga very well. No. So. And, and having said that, I mean, like, I definitely like George's six, like much better than the, than the sequels, you know, like any day, like, but having said that, you know, like as much as I have disliked both movies, uh, I have to say not so much for episode seven, but I'd say for the last Jedi, um, like there, there were moments that it was kind of like threw me off guard. Like for example, when you see Yoda in there, that was totally like out of left field. I was like, whoa really yeah you didn't I, did, I did not expect that oh didn't, no didn't that's the kind coming. of that's the kind of thing though that i expect from the sequels that's the kind of thing that i'm like okay we need more of that you know like yeah and i agree but the thing is is that when i saw that in theaters it took me off guard because i was like i was thinking the whole time as i'm watching episode eight i'm like okay episode seven is sucked blah 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 and then yoda comes out of nowhere i'm like okay that's i was not expecting that i could get behind that and then you know showing kylo ren's you know infancy and like just him as a teenager and like learning the force and blah 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 but uh 
little snippets like that i like i could appreciate in the movie but as as a whole for both of those i just i can't get behind them Mm because like you said if george was still involved now like i think they'd be totally totally different of course you'll have you'll have either way if it were you know still disney making them or lucas making them you'd still have people saying oh i love it oh i hate it so either way you can't can't satisfy everybody right yeah yeah for sure but, yeah, um, I'm more or less scared for episode nine overexcited because yeah, uh, I just want time. them to do something that doesn't completely make the prophecy of the chosen one irrelevant. Yeah. Like that, that to me is a very important part of the Skywalker saga because yeah. it is, it is the story of Anakin and then Darth Vader and then his son, Luke Skywalker. And, and, and the last two films have just felt very disconnected from that. Uh, like I know Ben Solo is technically the grandson, but uh, you know, it, it's just it's just a bit of a different story when when you're talking about uh, yeah he doesn't even have the Skywalker name <laughs> no. like like you know and and like not to say that that's like oh but he's still a Skywalker bloodline like of course he has it's just uh, you know it's just through through Leia who never even wielded a lightsaber in her life never really even used the fo- like we don't really have that direct lineage connection it's it's it really feels like oh yeah it's like ben solo's uncle was luke skywalker and then that's where the the relationship kind of like chain begins and it's like it would have been really cool to see just a more direct lineage going on and um yeah not not to like diss the character of kylo ren i've actually quite uh i've grown more fond of him as i've seen more of the content come by Uh when the force awakens came out i wasn't a huge fan of the character and and since the last Jedi added a lot to to his character, and and that's one thing I think the film did really well is it added a lot to the character of Ben Solo, and uh, to his like inner struggle, and uh, and now I, I find him quite fascinating. It's a character that isn't just a fanboy of Darth Vader. He's a character of his own that really wants to hone in on what you know he's able to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, and he killed Snoke, so that's that was kind of cool. Like, I mean, I he like killed that. his father. Like, so. Yeah, he killed Han Solo. A lot of people are still bitter about that. And oh like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Like it's not that I wasn't a huge fan of Han Solo. Like I love Han Solo, but like you know, it's just it served the story pretty well. Yeah. I think. I mean, but, Harrison Harrison Ford didn't like Han Solo. No, Harrison Ford. <laughs> you know, didn't like, like say, he didn't he didn't want to yeah. play him. So. Han Solo didn't like Han Solo. Exactly. So I, there you go. Right? Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, like I think like for with episode nine coming you know in december i really i like for for disney to really in my in my eyes to like you know bring me back into like yeah i I like star wars you know they they did it with this movie all that somebody's gotta die like i want to see like stuff that happened in the original six i want to see that stuff i would i want to see someone lose a limb i want to see an important character die i want to see stuff like that so if you know if it doesn't happen it's like okay yeah it's disney but i mean they're calling it rise of skywalker so it's gotta be you know yeah that's quite a name to live up to but yeah they gotta yeah they they gotta make it happen but we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see all right well it's it's super easy to get off topic here with the episode oh, yeah. nine around the corner, but oh, yeah. okay. So uh, back to Clone Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so you uh, so you enjoyed you enjoyed the the, the two episodes. There. Yes. Yeah. What did you think of the What did you think of? Um, I mean, in the first episode, immediately we're introduced to Bail Organa, Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Commander Cody, and uh, and Admiral Yularen, who's actually later on. He's actually in. He's he's an episode four 
uh, A New Hope. He's actually one of the Imperial officers around the table when Darth Vader comes into the room and, and chokes that that officer down to, you know, to the point of Tarkin saying, uh, oh, Vader, release him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it, he's around that table. He's one of the white suited officers, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because it's like, oh, hey, like here's a young Admiral Yularen working for the Republic as, you know, as a, as a, uh, as an Admiral. And, uh, and Anakin Skywalker is pulling in one of the first jobs as, as I guess a general in mm-hmm. the sense. Uh, yeah. So there's a bit of a gap between episode two and three. So the last that we saw these characters was episode two, which was, you know, Anakin and Padme get married on, on Naboo in secret. And, uh, you know, the clone army is now getting deployed across the galaxy and all that. So I, I think at this point, a couple of, uh, a couple of months has gone by, I believe, maybe, maybe like three or four months or something. And Anakin's hair is starting to grow out a little, a little longer. Yeah. So definitely do- closer to uh, uh, episode three's timeline, but still, it's, it's still in there. between. It's getting there because yeah. the war is supposed to be. Uh, I think what I what I uh, at least what I've read is that the war is supposed to be around three years long. Mm-hmm. So there's about a three year gap between episodes two and three, which means that the Clone Wars must be like it, it must start off maybe like four to six months after episode two, I would imagine. Um, and in that time period, characters like general grievous and uh, asajj ventress they've all kind of come into play Mm -hmm. in that in that gap so the clone wars really uh kind of like all the other episodes throughout the the saga kind of jump in the middle of the action without any any direct follow-up from the last film i think the only time we see that direct follow-up is the last jedi and the force awakens Mm -hmm. that's the only time we ever get a direct follow-up from like the beginning of or the end of one thing and the beginning of another right uh aside from this show which now goes episodically you know then we will be you know continuing the story like as we go along but uh but yeah as far as like a time jump goes it's pretty common to have that gap so it's about six months after episode two and uh, all these characters are now out there and everything and uh and oh and then there's that uh, uh um what was his name trench admiral trench mm-hmm. or something that he's he's a a, a seppi admiral that's uh, supposed to be some big shot guy which uh, anakin decides uh, very in character to uh, ignore the, d- the the delivery run and uh take out admiral trench in this experimental prototype ship yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you know it's, it's super it, he's a really witty character anakin like uh, yeah. which is something that i think they improved on in the show over over the films like um i mean in the films they they have him very it's very in character of him to be very kind of woody because as Dar- a, as yeah. Darth Vader, he's woody, you know, like, yeah. he, you know, it's not, it's not the, the robotic limbs and, and, and uh, breathing and masks that makes him like that. It's, it's just his personality. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that stays with you no matter, no matter what kind of suit you're in. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I think Hayden Christensen played the character perfectly, but for a show for, for, you know, for what it is like for a TV show, that's gotta be, relatively upbeat and kind of entertaining like uh matt lanter who plays the voice of anakin skywalker does such a great job yeah yeah he does he does an amazing balance between a hayden and his own kind of anakin and uh at times you will hear lines that he says which are very similar to what hayden's anakin says and and yet it's a little different but it's just you get you get used to it very quickly 
very very quickly and that, but that's something that first when i first watched it that kind of took me out of it a little bit because he sounded totally different uh did that did that kind of phase you at all like just definitely like because like uh watching the first couple episodes i thought like you know i i'm thinking i i put my my mindset to like okay this is you know this is the clone wars this is sometime between episode two and three you know coming into episode three okay these are the voices in my head that like you know i uh, they're memorizing like i'm expecting this obi-wan uh surprisingly enough i didn't know but is that is not his actual character from the movies but it was close enough and not me now when i hear anakin i think okay this obviously isn't hayden and you know but uh definitely like it did throw me off at first but with a couple episodes in like you like you said you get, you do get used to it and it's it's something you can very easily adapt to yeah but uh yeah initially definitely like oh okay i did was not expecting these voices but but yeah not not a big deal definitely definitely easy to to get past for sure oh okay all right well that's good that's yeah. good yeah uh, uh it, it was what did you think of bale's line when he said general kenobi you are our only hope and then the hologram disapp- disappears. Like, in, you know, instantly, Princess Leia, episode four, A New Hope, de- definitely, like, jump back and it's like, okay, Lucas. We- it's so good, right? Yeah, like, like, it's like, so good. It's so good that chronologically this first episode really brings back that first kind of call for help mm-hmm. that, that comes, that starts everything. Yeah. You know, it starts the whole the whole story is that, exactly. is that this, you know, at least in, in release order, this, this starts the whole story. And, uh, and, you know, here we are, uh, I guess, uh, 1977, uh, I guess, uh, 88, 98, uh, 30 years later, uh, and uh, we're hearing on the big screen, I guess, on our small screen on, at TV at home for the first time, we're, we're hearing about uh, Bail Oregana, Leia's dad, or adoptive father, uh, requesting General Kenobi for help. Mm. And it's really it's really kind of cool just this really interesting sense of symmetry going on it's cool between it between throwback. the films and the and the show. Yeah. yeah. It was a really yeah. good callback. I think it was yeah. a really wise choice to have Bail Organa the one to call for help at the beginning of the show. Uh-huh. And uh you know and and Kenobi sends his padawan, he sends sends Anakin who's who's I, I guess he's no longer his padawan so to say. He's more or less his own He's, he's, he's got his own thing going on now, Anakin. I think he's got his own gig. He's got his own status at this point Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a general. But uh, he still has that respect for Kenobi as his master. It, you know, Obi-Wan's always going to be his master. Yeah. And he, even in Revenge of the Sith, he, he still calls him his master. It's almost, yeah. like, it's almost like an old teacher of yours. You'll still call them Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so because yeah. uh, you called them that way through, through school. Um, it's, it's similar to that, but, but, uh, you know, in, in, I guess the Jedi order, yeah, everyone has their, their place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. I just thought it was cool to, to see that Bail Organa was the one that, you know, that really got me going when I first saw that, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, Commander Cody as well, you yeah. know, you see him show up and, uh, who, I guess the, if you just watch the six movies, the last thing you probably think of commander cody as oh he's the clone that you know helped kill (laughs) kill obi-wan kenobi sort of or or i guess you know like gave the order to fire a cannon on him Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah it's it's like it's also cool to see that he's like hanging around there just uh you know just uh 
being a part of Obi-Wan's life. And it, I guess it kind of like has you think it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Commander Cody's been Obi-Wan's clone for a good long while at this point. Like, you know, like which which makes the, the betrayal later on, like all the more devastating to yeah. see, like to see that, like at the flip of the switch almost that he was able to turn his back on on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, mm-hmm. does that do, like what do you think of that? Because because that answer is later on revealed in the show. They they give a reason for Order sixty six and everything in the in the Clone Wars, but like see you haven't seen the later part of the show, so I just want to hear what you have to speculate on that. Ah, uh, I mean, as it sits right now, I would probably you know like I, I want to see what uh, all the the events leading up to Order sixty six, but uh, definitely interesting to see that kind of character development from both of them, uh, Kenobi and uh, Commander Cody, but. Um, it's tough to say for me because I, I've you know I've only just started the show, so I'm only just starting to get to know uh, at least Commander Cody in a more uh, in-depth way. So as the show progresses and as uh, as we progress in the show, like I will, I'll definitely have a better answer. But as it's right now, I can't can't really answer that question. Okay, you know All what right. I mean? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Anakin, you know, he eventually gets the supplies to the surface and all that. Everything's good. So the second episode continues on Christophsis. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Republic has broken past the blockade, and uh, they have now, I guess, set up shop on on Christophsis fighting the Separatists on the ground. And it starts off with them on those buildings, right? Like, and they're, uh, they're about to perform a surprise attack on the droids marching through the city streets. And then it turns out that they're aware of the plan. They, you know, something weird happens and all the clones like freak out because because the droids are now, you know, shooting at them from behind and everything. And, and it turns out that there's a traitor amongst the clones. Oh, yeah. And they, they yeah. get. Uh, um... So it's later revealed that Asajj Ventress, you know, is hired or I guess, you know, ask this one clone sergeant to uh, slick. Is his name? Yeah. Yeah. He asks. Yeah. He gets him to kind of uh, sabotage all the Republic weaponry. Yeah. So they only have their heavy guns by the end of the episode. Yeah, because they, I believe they destroyed their weapons and then they get uh, what's the word? They get ambushed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they yeah they steal that uh, tactical droid head on the rooftop of that building and then they're able to figure out it's like oh hey they knew about our plan Mm. and uh there's that moment through the episode where commander cody and uh and captain rex which we now meet at this point which is anakin's captain yeah uh we see oh we see r2 as well Mm -hmm. and uh they're trying to figure out uh who the clone is that that betrays the republic and then anakin (laughs) obi-wan go off searching for you know for the separatist headquarters to do what they got to do and they run into Ventress and now we see the first lightsaber duel yeah. of the show. What do you think of the lightsaber duel? I think it was I think it was good. Like uh, I I'm I don't know uh but I'm willing to assume that the other lightsaber duels in the show are probably better but as like a as like a kickstarter for the show like uh, I'd say it was it was good little little teaser. Yeah. Yeah. But the the rest I I I'm, I feel safe in saying that they're probably going to be some pretty epic lightsaber duels. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah all right well what do you think overall of the second episode just like that whole thing good anything good. bother you about it no no i mean it's 
it's, it's too early to to say hey i don't like this i don't like that but like uh, i like i like um how how it's laid out so far and i i'm very curious very interested to see the development of all these characters and the introduction of uh maybe not necessarily new characters but uh you know like ahsoka tano i know she's coming in uh maybe not just yet but uh it'll it'll be interesting to see all these characters develop and how, yeah. how the story kind of ties in and really ties the knot between uh really episodes two to three and then kind of why order 66 happened and then you know kind of how things played out from there yeah for sure yeah yeah <laughs> People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Just okay, we just we just watched Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the theatrical film now. And uh, it is the third and final part to the Christophus's story arc, and uh, and then goes on into a new plot of uh, the Jedi having to rescue Jabba's son, and and uh, and all that. And then in the end, we find out Count Dooku has conspired against Jabba and stolen it uh, to frame the Jedi against him, and uh, and eventually it all works out, and the Jedi, you know, make a treaty with Jabba in the end to gain access to their space lanes that they can the Republic can move through the Outer Rim. But anyway, this is the episode where we meet Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, 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 what? I know the first time that this is what you saw 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, what are your feelings on it compared to then? Uh, definitely like a different outlook on it. Like 10 years ago, I hated it, but now uh, I like it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, it was like a, it wasn't like, a super like uh like I, w- I wouldn't say it was very like you know a lot of uh a lot of the plot is kind of like uh, uh revealed in the movie but having said that i think it's a good like uh kind of like you know watch two episodes and then you watch this and then you continue with the show i, I think it's a good placement for the movie i it was had some funny parts some typical uh lucas humor and Ahsoka Tano, the introduction of her, um, I don't know. She she's like, I, I don't really like her. To like, I just find her annoying. But yeah, having said that, like I've heard that she does get better in the show, so it'll be interesting to see that. But uh, I know, as you've mentioned before, and others have mentioned that in the beginning, yeah, it's kind of kind of tough yeah yeah uh, for, <laughs> well, for at, at the beginning around. of the show you're like oh! yeah, okay, just, just, <laughs> what's going on yeah i know it just it, like she just rubs me the wrong way and i, I like which is fine for now but uh yeah I, I do think uh i could see her as a character that would grow that could grow on someone but i'd say like for now like yeah she's she's kind of <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah no yeah. Fair, fair enough i at when i first saw the the, the clone wars I, I was so confused i was like what this is all wrong like anakin should not have an apprentice like i, I felt like anakin does like you know what like what's going on here like yeah. it's like like there's no way he's got an apprentice in episode three he doesn't have an apprentice like yeah. th- like this just can't happen yeah and uh 
you know, all is revealed in time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a rough start. Like I must say, like I got to say, rewatching it again and again and again, uh, I constantly think to myself how much of a rough start like it actually is for the show. It didn't do the the any service towards the character of Ahsoka whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really like you know did kind of damage her starting off reputation just because she has so many cheesy lines yeah. through the whole film. And it's like I, I totally agree. Like like it's hard to kind of like take that and say like that you love the character because not only do you have a pre-existing you have no pre-existing relationship with this character, but uh she also doesn't exactly serve the story in a way that impresses most people because yeah. because like oh Anakin shouldn't have a Padawan, you know, like it's just Already you have a bitter taste in your mouth towards the character. Yeah, exactly. And 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 now all of a sudden she's getting the cheesiest lines ever. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's three things working against her there, and it yeah. really doesn't help. No. no. But uh, yeah, no, she she does get better later on in the show. She yeah. actually becomes one of my favorite characters okay. of all time mm-hmm. uh, through the whole Star Wars saga. She's actually one of my one of my top one of my top picks. Yeah. Um, we see a little more from. Asajj Ventress. Yeah. Uh, we see her duel with Obi-Wan Kenobi and their little flirtatious relationship that they have in, in battle. Yep. Uh, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. And <laughs> see, that's a character that I, even though you don't, you don't see her at all in, in the live action films, like I do think that the addition of Asajj Ventress in the live action films would have been amazing alongside Dooku and, you know, Palpatine. Oh, yeah, like, I sure. think it would have been, I think it would have been great to see. Like she'd be a excellent addition because I I love her character, uh, but I think uh, I think we were kind of robbed because uh, I like I do enjoy her on screen, but a live action she would have been great. Uh, you know, be like maybe maybe in episode two because it, it wouldn't really tie in together with episode three because we have Grievous. Yeah, but uh, but episode def- three is packed as it is. Exactly, but. there's already so much going on in episode three as it is. But like, uh, if they were to do like a you know episode two and a half kind of thing, like uh, like this kind of kind of deal, but in a live action film, like she would be a top notch addition. Like, yeah, she's a very good character. I do enjoy. Her. I yeah. Do enjoy her. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what did uh, the plot itself uh, at at face value is kind of weak, but if you think about it. Towards the end, it kind of uh, the way that they that they've set it up is you really only get uh, a face value of the plot for like over three quarters of the film, and then in the end, it's like oh, this goes a lot deeper, and now it's kind of cool. So like uh, if you think about it, like uh, Dooku has collaborated with Zero the Hut to kidnap Jabba's son. Mm-hmm. So not only will you know, not only uh, will they frame the Jedi and gain access to Jabba's trade routes, mm-hmm. but uh, he's put Zero in the position of power within the Hut clan as well, which which uh, they would conspire against Jabba as well afterwards, yeah. you know, and, and therefore Zero would take over the Hut clan. Mm-hmm. And, and now Dooku has Zero under his thumb. So not only would they gain access to those trade routes, but as a masterful plan, it works out brilliantly because they would also have the Hut clan under their under their thumb a little bit, you know, mm. uh, because they've just done them a favor. So it actually, when I think about it in that sense, I'm like, oh wow, that's actually that's actually a really good plot. 
but when you just think about like the initial face value of like, oh, the Jedi have to rescue Jabba's son, it's like, eh, it's a bit weak. You know, it's a it's it's a le- it's a it's a weak plot for a full length animated feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could have done better with a different plot line for the opening of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, you know, it works in the context of the rest of the show to a degree. Uh, you know, it's something that I think most people, when they watch the show, they actually skip over when they do it in chronological order. They're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. You know, don't need to bother. But uh, it is cool to see how it ties in with the previous two episodes on Christophsis and, yeah. and how it just flows in with, you know, kickstarting a lot of the character storylines and everything. Um, what did you think of the violence? Uh, like, it's not a kid's show, so to say, right? No, like, like it's... Like, you see, you see a couple times where someone's head gets blasted off or yeah. there was a you know, a few bullet blasts that go like through a clone trooper and you see the hole in the other end. And yeah, I wouldn't say like, I'd say the violence is good. I wouldn't, it's definitely not, you know, bloody or anything like that. No gore or anything, but, uh, not yet. Not. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, cause you know, in the live action films, like we, they're, they're, they're aside from episode three, there really isn't any blood. Yeah. I mean, what, like, Episode three, we get a bit of Tauntaun action in Empire Strikes Back, but but aside from yeah, that, but losing a limb and no blood, it's yeah, there's no blood. It's it just because it just looks burnt. It's cauterized, right? right? Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, what what's the word for that? Cauterized? I think cauterized. Cauterized? Yeah, something like something that. Like that. It's, yeah, so there is no blood. It, you yeah. know, it's just uh, it's just uh, the the visual cue of of seeing that kind of action. Yeah, and I guess uh, episode four when they're in the cantina and Obi Wan cuts. Uh, oh yeah that's true that's true yeah 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 we get we get that 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 actually i think is the most blood that we get because you do see a pool of it on the ground yeah uh next to the arm so that's true but that's Um, about it like i I can't really think of i mean episode two but you you know anakin loses his limb but again same thing it just looks burnt there's no actual you know blood or yeah you don't really see anything and and his sleeve is kind of covering up a lot of the yeah yeah the the graphic part but yeah it's it's uh uh there was that one moment where you know jabba sent in the beginning you it's revealed that jabba has sent bounty hunters to search for his son which get you know they find the teth monastery i'm assuming and i'm assuming that ventress takes care of these bounty hunters to cover up the fact that the separatists have stolen his son because when uh when the droid comes up to jabba in his palace and says your bounty hunters have returned uh these two i think it's uh two nikto bodyguards or something walk in with a stretcher carrying four heads and uh you don't see any blood or anything but it's like oh man like they just carried in four heads on a little you know yeah stretcher for java so like it's definitely not uh that's not something that you see in a kid show a lot of the time no uh and you know it is animated but uh it's like you know you do see uh decapitated heads whether there's blood or not they're heads yeah (laughs) and uh and you know there's there's uh what else i mean you know there's uh zero the hut smoking yeah that's something that i don't think disney would ever permit today's age uh to to see on screen from you know either animated or live action uh yeah yeah it's something that that they've they're trying to move away from is just the uh uh you know this the the visual kind of smoking um uh i guess influence 
uh, for kids. I, I know that's something that they are, they, they've openly stated that they're, you know, they're not promoting very, uh, at all. So, you know, for 2008, for Lucasfilm to go through with it, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's so Star Wars though, to see like yeah. a, somebody smoking uh, something, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so it doesn't even phase me, but like, I only just thought of that. It's like, oh wow. Like, you know, if that, if this show was done today, that wouldn't have been a thing. No, that wouldn't fly for sure. I mean, yeah. a de- totally different story if you look at, you know, like Disney and, and, and you know, like the 30s or whatever, like totally, totally different. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because characters smoking all the time. Yeah, like, like it was super Mickey, normal. Mickey Mouse, for example, or like so many, right? Yeah, it, it was just, it was a comical relief thing, too. Like yeah. a lot of the characters would smoke and puff their face out. And, you know, it's just it was just a, it added to some of the the facial comedy i guess that that yeah. they had through those old school cartoons and yeah. popeye you know yeah all that's kind of all those kind of tom and jerry yeah uh you know some looney of the, tunes, looney tunes. Yeah. yeah yeah so a lot of kid shows back then and it's just uh it's very recent history that that a lot of these companies have kind of started to move away from that influence for for kid shows but it just once again reaffirms like it's like hey this is not a kid show like yeah. this is this is not just for kids at least it's like for for all, all ages who enjoy star wars like the clone wars is is for for everybody so yeah um you know i i appreciated that george again just wanted to tell a story didn't care about you know some of the the current modernized ways of showing that story on yeah. screen like he he's showed like it, he he's showed like, it his way yeah he showed it his way yeah. yeah yeah i don't think the i don't know if that topic ever came up in the meet in the in the writing room or whatever but mm-hmm. uh it's just it just it makes me appreciate the show to know that like hey it, it still feels grounded in that star wars universe that george lucas created definitely yeah <laughs> whether whether the story whether this movie sucks or not like it just feels like star wars to me yeah uh yeah. It, you know it, it does feel like star wars and you know it's like um and as we go along, we'll we'll slowly start to appreciate, you know, some of the characters that we hate. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the the character development of you know, ah- Ahsoka Tano, uh, Anakin definitely, Obi Wan, yeah. Count Dooku. All, uh, oh yeah, the know? the Dooku fight. Okay, so so this is now I, I'm assuming in canon, this is the first fight between at the end of the movie when Dooku fought Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's the first lightsaber fight that we've seen since episode two. Since episode two, yeah. since Anakin lost his arm. Yeah, and it's also on Anakin's home planet of Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. so he's right. got a very emotional attachment to this place mm-hmm. that they're fighting on. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think of that? Like, just just seeing... Because there's that line in episode three where he says, uh, my powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. 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 I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was cool to see. Like, you definitely, like... Even if it's animated, you can definitely see, like, uh, you know, Anakin is troubled by his past. And every time he steps foot on Tatooine, he can see he's you know he's he's kind of clouded like you know it's interesting to see struggling to put his past behind him yeah exactly you can definitely see that in even in this early on in the show like you can definitely see like uh those little dark side moments like pre i'd say pre-vader little parts of him come out you can definitely see them they're they become more and more evident and you know of course in episode three it's kind of you know blows up right but it's interesting to see how early on they start coming out yeah and yeah yeah 
I, I really like that fight, actually. It's a good fight. Yeah. It's, I think it's the best fight of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. It's between yeah. Anakin and Dooku. For and sure. it's, it's short. It's not, it's, it's, but it's, I like it better than Obi-Wan's fight with Ventress. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. another thing, actually, I want to bring up. The, the effects for the lightsabers and the interaction with their environment improves a lot over the show. Oh, yeah? So when the characters move and jump around, I notice that uh, the, like, people have a problem with the animation style on this, but uh, the model the models slowly improve over the course of the show, so they get more detailed, more textured, and, and whatever else. But the actual they've actually the yeah. What I yeah. didn't notice before though, which I only just noticed today, was that the uh, that the motion blur improves over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. So when the characters move around and 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 you know they're really quick with the lightsabers have you noticed that they don't really blur that much like they're kind of still they're glowing but they're kind of like almost like glowing toothpicks still yeah they don't really they look they, like stop motion in a way yeah they don't really show like the actual movement of the lightsaber. yeah whereas like in the in the in the movies like they they swing it one way and you see the the actual light come along yeah it. it's, it's a more like accurate one, it's yeah. a more accurate motion blur yeah yeah, yeah. so that's mm-hmm. something that does improve over the show and when and Ven- when ventress strikes the pillars behind obi-wan mm-hmm. did you notice that none of them cleave through the 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 pillar it just leaves like a textured black mark on the wall but yeah. it, you don't see any cut yeah like you, you don't see any glowing line across where where the lightsaber struck the pillar you just see nothing you, like you see sparks yeah. and that's it like there's there's not really much else whereas in the movies for example like uh, i'm trying to think of an example like uh episode one where qui-gon and everyone are on that ship and they cut a hole through that wall you see how like when he cuts that circle you see how where the lightsaber is cutting and you see that like light that scar it's not like black it's just you actually see like, yeah the physical cut well is. we saw that when ventress cut through the door Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah. but when uh, um, it's it's kind of like uh, when in episode three when Anakin and Obi Wan are dueling it out on Mustafar mm-hmm. when they're tearing up that inner command center on on uh, oh yeah and you see so many scars when they're hitting the tables and the walls and the doors and everything like there's so many lightsaber scars mm-hmm. from their battle yeah and and like when you see that in in this show like it doesn't leave any marks behind it's just it's just sometimes you get the odd texture and some spark effects mm-hmm. but that's it but that is something that they do improve on over the course of the show as well to make it more to uh, make it more accurate. realistic yeah. Yeah. yeah so that a lot of that stuff does get better and it really like it's 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 amazing how subtle of a change it is but it really improves like the visual aspect of that show. Right. Uh, and, and it just connects with you a little better because, yeah, you get more kind of in ground with it. You think of it less like a video game and more of like a real, you know, intense moment. To, they try to like they probably try and make it more like a uh, like you're actually watching the movie, but in a show context. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you so much for uh, swinging by the escape pod, Diego. It's been awesome to have you and uh, meeting you up in the uh, cantina and uh, hanging out in the pod and and whatnot. So uh, thanks so much for popping by and starting Star Wars The Clone Wars with, uh, with me in chronological order. I'm very much looking forward to the next 
items on the list. And uh, for those of you who want to follow us along at home and, and watch the same episodes uh, before or, or after listening to our review and speculation, uh, we're using the StarWars.com uh, source online. If you just Google search Star Wars The Clone Wars Chronological Order, there is a, a blog post that StarWars.com did a couple years ago, and they've been updating it as uh, new Clone Wars materials been uh, released. Uh, there's also SWTimeline.blogspot.com. That's also a great source for anything Star Wars in chronological order. It puts everything in there. It puts comic books, novels, TV shows, films, uh, everything you want to see in a chronological list. Uh, it should be there. So. Uh, those two sources are great to go to if you're looking at anything Star Wars chronological canon uh, related material. So uh, be sure to check those out. And uh, I hope that uh, if for those of you who are planning to come with us on this journey, that uh, you just uh, enjoy the ride. So thanks again, Diego, for popping by and uh, we'll see you all next time. May the force be with you.